Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wolf of Paul Street. Um, this is the inaugural episode of a podcast that I've wanted to do for a very long time. And uh, it's just going to be my thoughts. You know what I mean? It's just going to be a culmination of things that I've written down maybe throughout the week, um, noting events that have happened to me in my life um, that are probably extremely boring. But to me, they're not boring and they need to be talked about because they're funny. And, uh, and perhaps you enjoy it and perhaps you won't, dude, but you're along for the ride. And this is coming to you from the Wolf's Den right now. I'm in the Wolf's Den and that's the studio at, at my house. So, um, what gets produced in that studio? Nothing until this pretty much that. And I do stream video games from this same room. Uh, have an average of like 30,000 to 40,000 viewers per episode. That's a total lie. I think I have like 25 people who follow me on Twitch, which is really cool. And I think like 15 of those are fake accounts that I've made myself to like boost the viewership and it didn't really work. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, this is just going to actually... I would assume this was going to be therapeutic, if anything, uh, for me just to kind of, you know, get it out there. And I think it's a, the perfect time to start this because of this ridiculous quarantine that we're all in, the the quarantine hell. And I think I've already gained the quarantine 10. Because all, all you do is, I mean, what's there, what else is there to do but drink? Hang out, do nothing. It's insanity. But hopefully it's going to be over with soon. But I figure what better time... I mean, I've wanted to do the podcast for a while. But what better time to... <laughs> sit down and do a podcast than when you're just stuck at home anyways and not doing anything. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. I eventually want to have guests. And... Uh, maybe reoccurring guests, friends of mine, or just people that I think would be interesting to interview and interesting to talk to. And we'll see if maybe that actually ends up being a better idea than just myself, because man, can I just talk, you know, I'd like for it to be an hour or an hour and a half. Can I talk for that long? Hell, I don't know. Is it even going to be interesting? I don't know, but we're going to find out, dude. We're chilling in the wolves den right now. And uh, during this quarantine, to fill the time, I did something that I haven't done since I was a kid. And I put together a puzzle. And I saw some of my other uh, friends online, and they did that too, this guy I used to work with. And uh, I was like, that's a good idea. And I had this puzzle, and I, w I wonder if I can... I wonder if I can think of what the name of it is, because if someone listens to this, you should definitely go and buy one of these puzzles, because it was it was awesome. This puzzle was the shit, dude. It was like went went something. Uh, oh, that is it. 
Wentworth wooden puzzles. That's who's going to be my first sponsor. <laughs> That's who's going to sponsor the first episode of The Wolf. Oh my God, dude. I just went to their website. They have a wolf themed. No way, dude. Is that part of the new summer collection? I'm getting excited about a puzzle right now. It is, dude. They have a blooming wolf puzzle. Oh, okay. I got to get that. I got to get that. And I have to put it together and frame it for the studio, dude. For the for the wolves den. And then I can always remember I talked about that in the inaugural episode of The Wolf of Paul Street. Uh Wow, that's incredible. Anyways, this company is they make these it, the puzzle pieces are wood or like a form of prefabricated wood blend. They're wooden puzzles and they're amazing. And then throughout the puzzle, there'll be pieces that are like actual in the shape of like actual animals. It's pretty crazy. It's ridiculous. This puzzle is like 75 bucks too, by the way. So you're going to drop a little bit of, Oh, there. Oh, it's British. But I think I don't think you have to pay in pounds if you go on the website. They'll convert it over to US dollars for you. But oh yeah, you can change your you can choose your currency in the upper right hand corner. That's cool. But I mean, it, it was it was awesome. Five hundred pieces. Took me a week or so, week and a half. Put a little bit together each day. You start with the outsides. I haven't done it since I was a kid. I used to go to my grandma's all the time when I was younger. And uh we put together puzzles. And she had a ton of puzzles. And they were all pretty lame. But this one was actually really cool. Wentworth Wooden Puzzles. I highly suggest you go get one. If you're still in quarantine. After quarantine, if you're putting together a puzzle, you got props. Unless you're 10. But that's what I did. And it's still together downstairs on the, uh, on the island in the kitchen. And I'm thinking about just keeping it there. Because uh, I kind of want to think I want, might want to frame that one and put it behind glass too. Because I mean, what's the you put together a puzzle and then it's done, and then uh, you spend all this time and it's like, well, what do you do? You just take it apart to put it together again in ten years when there's another pandy, when there's another pandemic. No, I want to frame it because it actually is really awesome looking. It's not just like you're run-of-the-mill shitty puzzle like it's beautiful and uh and then i'll remember COVID 19 brought me to this puzzle and uh you know every time i see it i'll remember that that's what i did during the quarantine but who knows dude maybe i'll just break it up and put it back in the in the bag Oh, and they come in like a nice little bag. It's super nice. It's like a luxury. <laughs> it's a luxury puzzle company. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we're all a little delirious because we've been at home. This is unprecedented, man. I've, I mean, 
definitely never gone through anything like this before. And I don't think my parents have either. And I was talking to my dad the other day, and he is, like, super freaked out about it because he just spent... I feel like he had this, man. I feel like he had this in January. He was one of the first cases in the United States. This guy, I've never seen a human being this sick before. He spent 33 days in Miami Valley Hospital. He spent 33 days in the hospital, like 13 of them on a ventilator. Uh, I mean, you name it. Pneumonia, viral infection, bacterial infection on top of that after some time in the hospital. He had crazy fevers. His blood oxygen level was just tear. I mean, it was just plummeting every day when he would take the oxygen off of him. I thought that was it. I thought it was the end. And it was very scary. He was extremely ill. And somehow the old man pulled through and he's home now. Oh, and he hasn't eaten in like eight, what was it, like three months? Almost three months without putting food in your mouth. Imagine that. So like there were tube feeding him and uh, I mean, it was incredible. It was uh, it was ridiculous. And I, but I was there every single day. And you'd think if it was the corona, well, of course they didn't have a test back. They didn't have a test. I mean, it was like that wasn't a thing yet. I don't even know when the first case was in the United States. And I'm sure he probably didn't have it. But the signs were like super, super, super similar. And uh, you would have assumed that every person who helped him, every uh, hospital worker that was around him in the hospital, I was around him, had a ton of family in and out every single day. Uh, His wife was there every day. We would have gotten it. I mean, if it's this contagious, we would have gotten it. I would have gotten it. Never got sick. Never even felt bad. But that was a super scary, scary, scary time for sure. But he's good now. He's home, and he's recuperating every day. I actually went over there and cut all of his grass the other day. I think I'll probably have to go back again because it's growing like crazy. Oh, man. I don't even know. I'll tell you one thing, though. If you love video games, this is like, a video game. This is like a gamer's dream come true. It's like, what better news than you can't leave your house. You have to stay at home. Okay. And if you weren't an essential employee, you really had nothing to do. And uh, an essential worker, however they called that. So you could just chill at home and what? Do nothing. I think a video guy heard video game sales, booze, uh, there was a couple other things, but the the sales of them were through the roof. And it's like, well, yeah, people are shopping on Amazon. They're getting drunk. They're putting puzzles together. <laughs> they're watching Netflix like a motherfucker, and they're playing video games. And I couldn't even make it through the Tiger King. I couldn't make it through it, dude. I know. I watched three or four episodes, and I tapped out. I was like, I can't do this anymore. This, I, it, it hurt my. I felt retarded after I watched it because they, they were so. Those the people on the show. That Joe Exotic dude and his meth head boyfriends 
and 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 uh, the the other guy who has the cult with all the wives and Carol Baskin and all these. I was just like, I'm tapping out. I can't do it anymore because I, I'm. I, it embarrassed me that they were Americans. It really did. Like it made me feel dumb after I watched every episode and I was like, I can't take these people anymore. I can't do it. So I didn't even finish it, but I can't imagine how it ended. You know, I don't need to know how it ended because I know how it ended basically. Okay. And now I hear like, there's going to be more, whatever, dude, whatever. That's insanity. Anyways, back to video games. So we had uh huge games coming out in the spring and in February. And then they got delayed till May. And so like, we don't know how long this quarantine is going. And then you've got some games that are, that did release like doom and final fantasy seven remake and, uh, um, resident evil three. And so all of those didn't get pushed, but then you're thinking, well, go to Shushi. Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima? Shishimi? <laughs> Isn't that a type of sushi? Shishini? Shishini? Oh, you want some... What does he say in Rush Hour? Oh, shit. What does Chris Tucker say? Mushu. Oh, I gotta Google this. Or I gotta... I gotta YouTube it. <laughs> I think that's what he says, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hold on. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, Rush Hour, Hungry. What does he say? Oh, this is fu- this is funny as fuck. They're on the... Mushu. It is Mushu. I thought they were on the plane when he says that. Hold on. No, no, no. Because of you. No. I've been your three days only Dude, when is he? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's not what I'm thinking of though. I th- I feel like he's in the plane and he's talking about how he's hungry. Well. Oh, here we go. This is it, dude. I this got to be it. It looks just like what I'm thinking of in my, and I don't forget about this fucking ads, dude. First class. You take this bag, though. Peanuts. Shishini. Shishini. And this is cool. I will show you my. No police work for dollars. What? Okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Maybe it was when he was like, I want some Mushu. That's probably what I was thinking of. But that's hilarious regardless. Uh, Ghost of Shishima. Tsushima. I don't even know how to say it. The game looks amazing, but they're talking about it getting pushed. 
But I guess it's not supposed to come out till June, so maybe we've got some time. Because now it's like it's new information every single day. What's going to happen? We're going to still be in this quarantine. We're not. Some states are opening up. Some aren't. You know, you hear about Texas. They're like, next week, Texas is going to be open. They're just going to, they're like, fuck it, we're opening. And I talked to my buddy Peter who lives in Texas. And I'm like, who the fuck do you guys think you are? And he responded, Texas, motherfucker. Which was, it's so true. Like, they're they're better than all of us and they know it. Uh, but I was like, you guys might as well be your own country. And he was like, we should be. Um. But the one that really hurt me, which I guess it could change if these things, if the quarantine changes, if the shutdown changes, if these retail stores get up and running again, was The Last of Us 2. Oh, my God. It's been delayed a couple times already, and every time I'm like, that's fine. That's all good. Like, I'm not one of those... Uh, gamer dudes who, and I love, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a nerd. Like, I love video games. I don't get pissed at delays uh, because I know that there's a reason behind it. They're not done with the game. There's things that, there's improvements. There's bugs that need to be done, uh, fixed. And taking that time ensures that the game is, is good when it releases and that there aren't any bugs, and that there's no glitches, and that uh, it's, uh, it ships right, and it ships better. Um, but this last delay was because of this quarantine, and I feel like Naughty Dog makes the game, for those of you who don't know, and they're a uh, first-party studio for PlayStation, so they only make PlayStation games. And so... Uh, Basically, their their reasoning was they didn't feel like they could get the game out to everyone who who needed to play it. And if they just offered it for a digital download, then you have certain areas that don't have good enough internet for a digital download. I mean, it could take them three days to download the game. And then the game's out, and then maybe that person is online and sees a spoiler because someone will inevitably play it, stream it before that other person could download the game. And then if it's just digital, there's tons of people who pre-ordered it physical, like myself. Now, I don't pre-order a lot of games. I don't I don't believe it. Well, I mean, I believe in it. If you want a certain edition, if you want a special edition, if you love... I mean, The Last of Us, the first Last of Us, is one of my top five favorite games of all time. It's, it's an incredible video game, and if you've never played it, I, I would suggest it to anybody to play that game because it, it it is fucking amazing but uh so i was super excited for the sequel and i've been excited for years i don't know when the last of us came out 2013 it's been seven damn years and that's fine take all the time you need to make it because i know it's going to be incredible but when they delayed it for this last time, I was just like, no, because what a perfect time to play the game. There's nothing going on. I'm sitting at home. I can literally be balls deep in this game and dive in and have no distractions at all. But whatever. And maybe it'll come and maybe it'll come back to where they will release it. Uh, 
which would be amazing if everything kind of comes back to being normal, but I don't think it's going to happen. It did just say indefinitely, and they did say the game was done or damn near being done. And their whole thing was they're heartbroken because, you know, you have this labor of love and you spend all this time on the game and then they don't feel confident enough they can get it out to everybody. And if you order that physical copy and they just do it digitally, you know, those people are screwed. And I ordered the baddest ass edition. I pre-ordered it. Now, here's the other fuck up. Here's my other fuck up. I pre-ordered it at GameStop. Now, I only did that because it was sold out on Amazon. It was sold out on Best Buy. And I didn't know what else to do. And I'm, it's GameStop situation is real shaky, dude. It's <laughs> day to day. People are checking for that they're breathing. Every day, somebody walks in and is like, we need to take your vitals. Because it's any day now that they're going to close, from what I hear, from what it looks like. I mean, hell, just a month, uh, like last month, they closed 300 more locations nationwide. Now, what happens to my pre-order, dude? Of course, they haven't. I don't think it's hit the credit card yet. So I guess it doesn't hit until, until until it actually ships. So I guess that's not, but it doesn't, I mean, there's nowhere else to get. I would pre-order the Ellie edition. Now, now it comes with a backpack. Will I ever wear the backpack? Probably not. But at least I can say that I got it. And it comes with a lot of other cool stuff too. And that might've been the only thing that separated it from like the other, the one tier below that was like a collector's edition, but I don't care, dude. I wanted the baddest ass edition of it. Even if I will, will wear the backpack or not. I wanted the baddest ass edition of it. I'm pretty sure there's a figurine too, which is fine. I'm a 38 year old man. I, do I feel a little self conscious about buying a figurine? Yes, but that's fine. I'll put it in. I'll put it in the man cave and then display it proudly in there, and it's all good. But uh, yeah, that one, that one was a tough pill to swallow when I heard that that was going to be delayed but uh, they have their reasons and they're not hurting for money so I'm sure they're gonna they just want to make a great game they want to make a game the game of the year um I think it has every chance to be the game of the year I think that it's gonna have some steep competition with cyberpunk and possibly Final Fantasy 7 remake which I'll get to in a second uh, <laughs> I don't think that Naughty Dog wants anything to do with September. It says it's going to be pushed back indefinitely. It, the way that it looks, they're not even going to have to deal. I'm sure they won't even have to flirt with September. Um, but yeah, so no, nobody wants to release a game then. <laughs> Not not to compete with Cyberpunk. Not at all. That would be a terrible idea. Even for The Last of Us, that would be a terrible idea. Uh, but yeah, I think The Last of Us and Cyberpunk ha- will battle it out for the game of the year. For sure. Uh, recently, 
I wanted to find try and find a new game to stream. Well, I was definitely going to stream The Last of Us when it came out. And I will, no matter when it comes out. But it's like there's been such a lull in games. You've had a lot be delayed. You've had a lot be pushed back because of the quarantine and stuff. Um, but then Resident Evil 3, and I I didn't even get, I didn't get, I played the demo and I didn't want it. And then I hedged on even getting Final Fantasy 7 because I played that demo too. Didn't really get, I didn't get through the demo and I kind of tinkered around with it and I didn't really read the battle. I didn't really understand the ba- how the battle system worked. I didn't, I just, I played it for like five minutes. I was like, yeah, that's fine. It's fine. You know, like it looks amazing, but I don't know if I want it. And uh, Resident Evil 3, I knew that I probably wasn't going to pick that up because for 60 bucks, I think they said that the campaign was like 10 hours, six hours or something crazy short. And it's like, no, I can get that for 15 bucks in probably a few months, you know, somewhere. But, uh, and I didn't, and I wanted to stream a new game and I knew I didn't want, it did not have the same Resident Evil 2 remake was unbelievable. It was so good. And I was pumped for three, but it didn't have the same magic. It just didn't. Resident Evil 2 remake was amazing. Should have been, I think it was up for game of the year. I'm, I don't know. It absolutely could have been game of the year. It was really good. But, uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't really wasn't over the moon about Resident Evil 3. Now, in saying that, what I did hear during this quarantine that gave me full body chills was a possible Resident Evil 4 remake. Now, now, in the same vein, for me personally, as The Last of Us, Resident Evil 4 is without a doubt among the top five favorite games for Paul Francis hands down. Uh, and it's right there next to the, the last of us and God of war. I'm going to I'm going to say that right, right straight up. God of war is in the top. That's three right there. What are the other two? I don't know. I mean, I, I do kind of, but that's not the topic right now, but I know that God of war, the last of us and Resident Evil four are all in my top five. And those are bold statements, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, um, yeah, the thought of remaking a perfect video game. And I really think that it is. And some people were like, Oh, it doesn't hold up. And I've heard the argument of like, mm, the controls are dated. Uh, it's wonky. I don't think so. I played it. I've owned it on the GameCube, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. What else is it on? Everything. It's I think it's it's one of the greatest games ever made. If it had a platinum on PlayStation 4, I would have it. The fact that it doesn't is a fucking crime. And if they do a remake, it better have one. <laughs> of course it would. But uh and that's not, it's kind of weird. I didn't think that they would go right to four from three because I don't think chronologically that's how I'm pretty sure the next one was like Code Veronica, maybe. That'd be something good to 
good to Google. I don't even know. I think it is, actually. I don't think it's... What do I have to type in to see that? Resident Evil games chronological, chronologically. Resident Evil games chronological order. Or maybe that's not how I wanted to do it. Resident Evil 0. Resident Evil 7. Yeah, so uh, that's not what I wanted. No. Uh, what is the order of Resident Evil games? Oh, here we go. Oh, I am right. In order of release. That's what I wanted. Not in order of lore or story. And shit, I would never, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. I think seven is like the first one in the story, isn't it? No, I'm not even going to say that. So yeah, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, 3, Code Veronica would be the next one. And then zero. And then four. Hmm. Interesting. Code Veronica would be dope. But anyways, the thought of remaking that is scary because it's like, oh my God, don't fuck with maybe my favorite game ever. And I know that a lot of people were like, oh, why? You don't need to remake this game. But at the same time, holy shit, if I can play Resident Evil 4 again, remade, that's as good as two. Bring it on all day long. That would be amazing. So when that news came out, uh, just last week, I think, there was a lot of the podcasts that I listened to, like video game podcasts, just, you know, uh, talking about it and rehashing it and, and dissecting that and what, what could that be like? And it's like, dude, if I can play as Leon Scott Kennedy again, taking down the, the fucking... Illuminados or what was it? <laughs> is that what it was called? Oh my god, that was that was awesome. That game will go down in history as one of the greatest games of all time, hands down. Um, so yeah, three was out for me, and it's a shame because the gameplay that I did—I mean, it looked beautiful—and. uh I just didn't think I would. I just, it didn't have the same magic as two did for me. And then the next release was Final Fantasy VII Remake. And there, you, there you have another absolutely beloved game. Some would argue the best Final Fantasy ever. A lot of the lists will say six. Um. Or maybe like nine, I think I've seen before, but uh, or maybe eight. <laughs> I mean, they're all so good, but I think six is usually the pick for the greatest, um, if not seven. And I know seven holds just a special place in so many people's hearts. And they've talked about this remake for fucking ten years, and it's been delayed. And then it was thought to just be a rumor that it even existed. And then you have this game come out, and uh, 
It was kind of hard to find, too. Like, I remember going a couple places that were even open, like Meyer or Walmart or whatever, because I didn't pre-order it, and I didn't... I didn't... Uh, I like to sometimes like to have a physical copy of the game. I know that's kind of old school of me, but I'm an old school gamer. I mean, I've... Fuck. I had an NES when I was nine, I think. And... uh physical copy I just it's weird it's like I don't think to download it digitally first that's not like my first reaction when I go to get a game but uh I didn't even know really if I wanted it because I didn't spend a whole lot of time with the demo and what I did spend of it I was like yeah it looks really cool that's awesome and I remember playing the original uh and and it was it's a special, special game, and as a Japanese role-playing game, uh, I always loved, like, a Dragon Warrior. Uh, um, what do they call that? Shit, that's terrible that I can't think of it. Uh, <laughs> um, with the combat. Turn-based. Turn-based combat. I Some people think it's extremely boring. I loved it. And when I remember playing Dragon Warrior as a kid, uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, because there's a lot of strategy to it and how you want to do it. And then the and when I saw that the remake, and I assumed that the remake wouldn't be turn-based combat, but what I when I did see gameplay, and when I found out kind of how the game mechanics of combat worked I was intrigued by it and I thought it sounded really cool because you did you did, it wasn't just a button masher it wasn't just go in there and mash uh square and let cloud just fuck everything up with the buster sword no there when when I watched gameplay of it there was a lot the guys you were in the menu you were in the menu a lot like it was I thought it was very unique how they did it so I was like well all right let's give it a shot so and I actually think I did yeah I so I downloaded it digitally uh in the end and dude let me tell you what this fucking game is the shit it is really really good I was I was I I paid attention as to how the combat system worked and the strategy behind not playing it as just button mashing and switching between the characters in your party and having different roles and finding the weakness of uh, the certain enemies and then, you know, exploiting that weakness. And then you, it, it's not... Uh, because if you just go in there and mash buttons, you're going to die every single time. And that's true. And I think that's neat how they did that. Like, there's a certain way to win every single battle, and that's what makes it special. And that's what makes it good. And the story is incredible, and the, and the voice acting is incredible, and the, and the graphics are awesome, and the music, holy shit. Um, Twitch took me back to PlayStation 1, I believe. Wow, I shouldn't say that without knowing, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, and... It's been, I think I have, I'm like 25, 30 hours in, chapter 11, maybe 10, and it's, I love it. It's so good. I have, it, I, when I stop playing, I want, I think about, I can't, I'm always thinking about like going back and playing again. Um, 
definitely going to finish it. Don't know if I want to platinum it. I've only platinumed one game. <laughs> definitely not a completionist. I've platinumed God of War. I would have platinumed Resident Evil 4 if it had a platinum. doesn't have one. Okay, and here's the other. This is the tra- travesty of that. I would have platinumed The Last of Us. I have every campaign trophy of that game. Fuck the multiplayer in that game because those two trophies that hold you back from getting the platinum are multiplayer trophies. And I know that I need to just go in and bite the bullet and get good at it. It's hard. It's been out for seven years. Guys that play, there's people that still play the multiplayer and they're fucking good as shit. They're very good and I'm trash at it, but I just need to go in and attempt to do it and sink some time into it to get the platinum because I need it for my own mental sanity. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Yeah, Final Fantasy VII is amazing. Um, I'm sure I won't platinum. I always say, like, oh, I'm going to platinum this. I'm going to start getting more platinum trophies because I'm actually, like, pretty deep in a lot of games to where it probably wouldn't take that long to get. Tro- I have, like, a 1,000 and some trophies but and, and one platinum. <laughs> That's terrible. That just, you know, you can tell a lot about a person by looking at their trophy list. I've said that's been a theory of mine for years. I'm a quitter. When you look at mine, it's like, oh, this kid has uh, 900 bronze trophies and uh, 15 golds and one platinum. Like, that's what my trophy list looks like. Because, like, I'll just play and beat the game or I'll play 85% of a game and just be like, I get it. (laughs) I get it. You know, like, I don't need to go back and find every collectible. I don't need to beat it on ultra hard mode. I don't need to torture myself with that. Um. So, yeah, definitely not a completionist there. But um, if it's a game that I really love, it makes me it makes you want to be like, I know every single thing about that game. I've done everything. I've beaten every uh, facet of that game. I've beaten everything. And um, there is a lot of trophies in Final Fantasy VII Remake, like 55, something like that, maybe more. But um, I'm really enjoying it. It's great. And I suggest, I would recommend it to um, most gamers who like that type of game, who like a deep RPG, and uh, anybody who played the original would love this. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been occupying a lot of my time, and it's made the quarantine go a little bit smoother, for sure. Social distancing go a little bit smoother. I've cut my grass more times in the last couple of weeks that I probably needed to, but, uh, it looks good. Clean up the dog poop a lot. <laughs> I'm like searching for stuff to do. The house is immaculate. Every bathroom is clean. All my laundry is done. All the dishes are done. All the floors are swept. The bed's made every day. I'm caught up on work. It's like, well, I don't feel so guilty of just fucking off for 10 hours and playing video games. <laughs> this is actually, this is funny. Uh, so being a realtor, uh, I was deemed essential. Even though you're essential, you still have to find customers. And during an unprecedented time like this, people are a little scared. 
to spend money on a house or get a loan or spend a hundred thousand dollars on something, you know, and I get that you're going to find people who are extremely apprehensive about just meeting you at a house and going in and being in front of you. And I've social, I've, I've done what the recommendations say to do. I'm not getting up in people's faces. I'm not shaking hands. That makes sales hard. But I did end up getting a, I had a relationship with a woman that, uh, um, works at Kroger and a grocery store close to here. And, uh, I've talked to her off and on for, mm, I would say, a good year. And she had always told me, like, she wanted to sell her house and whatnot. I was just waiting for her daughter to move out. So I ended up getting this listing and uh, during the quarantine. And, um, or I'm going, it's going to be listed soon. But I went over there to check it out. And we, you know, like, gave her my recommendation of things that I didn't think she needed to do uh, before we listed it. And when I was talking to her on the phone, like a week before I went out there, she was telling me, I wanted to get some information on it. So I was like, what street is it again? And (laughs) she said, oh, it's on Cooter. And dude, I bit the shit out of my tongue when I was on the phone with her, trying not to laugh. I, oh, it just caught me. It caught me at the right time. Like, oh, it was very, very hard not to just bust out laughing. And I was like, okay, uh, yeah, I'll look it up. You uh, know, it immediately changed the subject. And then she said, yeah, it's on the corner of Knob and Cooter. And I said, no, it's not. <laughs> And uh, then couldn't help but laugh or and whatnot. And still stayed professional, but that was like, no, whoever did that did that on purpose. There's no way. Um, God damn, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> whoever did that did that on purpose. There's no way that that was just a mistake. Okay, what else? What else? Where are we at? 42 minutes. And I want to go for an hour. I'm going to need my... I wrote down a few topics that I wanted to talk about. Um, and I've had to refer to the list because my brain's like kind of blank right now. And it's late. It is late at night. And normally, maybe I wouldn't... You know, I think when I think I should do this is like right after I have coffee in the morning. Because I feel like I'm more talkative... I feel like I, I'm more energetic. I want to talk more. That would probably be the best time to do it. Um, my One of my good friends is uh, moving into the neighborhood soon. Or that's at least his plan. And I think he was texting me about it earlier, and I think he's going to do it. Or I think maybe it's like written... Etched in gold. I think it's like etched in stone. I used to have, (laughs) I used to work with this guy who butchered like sayings, which I, I love that. Like if someone, they, and they don't know that they're butchering like a, like a saying and he, you know, etched in stone, written in stone or etched in stone. He would say etched in gold. And I would be like, oh shit. 
because he had no clue, which is so priceless. I love that shit. Uh, what else would he say? Oh, my God. Jeezer Pete's. He would say that, too. Jesus, we made fun of him so much. Anyways, uh, um, he's moving to the neighborhood, and I'm thinking he would be a great person to have on the podcast. He might be a regular guest, um, and I know he'll want to talk about his sobriety a lot, which it's not. He won't care that I'm talking about that. It's like a thing that he talks about. He posts about it a lot online, and and uh, I'm proud of him for it. I mean, I think it's a big thing that he's gone through in his life. And, uh, and we'd go out. We used to go out all the time. We'd drink too much and have party and parties and go to parties and throw parties and have them over to my house. And partying was a big part of, uh, of our lives for sure. And uh, it came a point in his life where he had to be done with it. And he's done a great job of putting that behind him. Um. And he'll definitely, we'll definitely want to talk about uh, a good friend of ours too who passed away. Um, uh, I think it was at the end of the year last year. And, uh, and they were both going through similar situations with um, substances and... Uh, and that made it extremely hard for him. But he stayed on the straight and narrow, man. He persevered and and uh, it didn't make him falter in his goal whatsoever. And that's very admirable. And he stayed uh, on the course there and he's still going strong. And he's clean, serene, dude. And I'll give him all the props in the world for that. He's doing really good. So I think he'd be a great, uh, I think he'd be a great guest for the show. And uh, might be a uh, he might be like uh, what do they call that when uh, res he might have a residency on the show. <laughs> I'm thinking of a different word too. And like when comedians are are like they're always at a, at a certain place. I don't know. He's a house guest, a house person. I for, I forget. Fuck it. Uh, but he I think I'll have him on more than once. Uh, but yeah. Other than that. This is the first episode of a podcast I've wanted to do for quite some time. And uh, I think it's just going to be a variety. It's not going to have any particular uh, topic. It's not going to have any particular kind of feel or flow to it or, uh, you know, subject that we cover every time definitely I'm, I'm sure it's just going to be the things that I have a passion about um, and video games definitely are uh, one of those for sure um, a passion that I've always had since I was a kid and I love to talk about them and um, so those will probably be brought up but just mostly the things that uh, I think are entertaining or I want to get off my chest, or I think maybe other people might enjoy hearing about. And uh, I'm going to have an email, too, that you can write in and ask questions or contribute to the show. I want to make that up, too, and uh, have that available here soon. 
and uh, and we'll just kind of go from there. I actually made like a little um, uh, like a little thing for music at the beginning too. I don't know if I can do that or not. I'm not sure how to do that. I'm not even sure how to upload this motherfucker. I have no idea, but I'm gonna f- I'm gonna figure that out. I don't think this can't be too hard. Um, keep taking your vitamins, kids. Vitamin C and D will make it through this. And zinc, I think zinc's good for your immune system. <laughs> That's what Rogan said. Rogan said zinc, C, and D is very important. Double the dosage. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Don't do that. You might have some like allergic reaction or something, but. Uh, yeah, immune boosters, wash your hands, no shaking hands, don't look people in the eye, uh, cover your mouth when you cough. I've been lucky. I haven't, uh, I don't know anybody that has it. Oh, I take that back. I think I saw a girl that I went to high school with and she lives in New York. I think I saw that she had it, but she's okay. Um, I thought maybe my dad had it. Maybe not. I don't know. But if he did, he survived. The guy's a cockroach. He survives Vietnam. He survives malaria. He survives corona, dude. Nothing can take him down. Uh, I don't know if he had it or not. I'd be anxious to see. I wonder if he... I want him to take the antibody test. I was talking to him about that on the phone the other day. He's like, another goddamn test. I'm like, yeah, just take the test, man. Because it would be interesting to see if, if he had the antibodies for it. That would be that would be incredible, actually. But uh, they said he had a virus, and whichever one he had was a nasty fucking virus, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we might wrap it up now. I don't think I have anything else. That, oh, no, dude. Oh, dude. There was one thing that I... There was another thing. Another thing that uh, was life-changing for me during the quarantine is I discovered a song. Well, it was a music video. It was I think I saw it on like Instagram. Uh somebody posted on Instagram or something and there was a in the comment section someone was like, "What is this from?" And they they posted on there what it was and I went cuz it looked like a good it looked like good dancing and it looked like I enjoy that. Like I like a good choreographed dance music video or something like I like that shit. So I'm like, I'll check that out. And, uh, <laughs> it's so stupid. My mom has made so much fun of me because I sent it to her. I'm like, you gotta watch this. It's unbelievable. I watched this 25 times in one day. I dissected everything about it. I think the song is the shit and the dancing is so good. Uh, you guys got to watch this. Well, what I didn't know, and you may have heard of it already is it has been out for, it was like been out for like three years. I had no, I've never seen it. It's got like 133 million views on YouTube. The name of it is Malhari. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck this up. It's Indian. Uh, Malhari is the name of the song, I think. And it's by a dude by the name of, Oh, Jesus. 
by by B A I J. No, B A J. I R A O. Bahiro. That's probably not how you say it. Mastani. This song is the shit. And I'm sure I probably can't play this on here, but I can play like five seconds of it or something like that. Uh, it, it's, it's real good. It's real good. And the dancing, the guy who's the main dancer is a maniac in this video. He's so good at every dance move. And the backup dancers tear shit up, too. Uh, let's start right now. I get jacked. I want to beat the shit out of someone after I watch this because I'm so jacked up. I'm telling you right now. Dude, it's so good. I like the sound effects they make. Okay, I'm going to. It's. I can't play it, but. I'm telling you right now, I sang this song for a week straight in my head. I listened to it when I ran. I listened to it when I walked the dog. I listened to it when I was cleaning. And then I would, oh, I have this badass surround system downstairs. I put that bitch on like 75 on the amp. The the neighbors down the street could hear it. Blasted this song. It rips. It's so good. Um... Malhari, Malhari. I think I don't even know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> Watching the dance moves, it makes me laugh. I want to go to India. If that's what India is like, I need to see some shit like this in person. You got to check it out. Okay. Uh, I guess that's it, dude. Doja Cat's got a fat ass. If you haven't seen that thing, you want to Google that too, or at least get on YouTube and watch some of her stuff. Um, I guess that's it. Ooh, uh, Valorant is fun. Back to video games. Yeah, we segued right back into it. I was watching Twitch for 72 hours before I got a key, probably. Uh, I didn't sit there the whole time I watch it, but I put it on my computer and left it on a stream. And that's what you had to do to get a key to play it. And the game's hard as hell. I'm not good at PC games, but it is a lot of fun. And I've been playing it. It's probably still number one on Twitch at this point. Let's check it out. I miss streaming games on Twitch, man. I need to get back to doing that for real. Yes. It is number one with 360,000 viewers. Jesus. I'm sure most of them are still waiting for keys. Yep. Drops are still active. That's kind of cool how they do that. I mean, it's a good strategy to build hype for a game for sure. Like, Okay. We'll just do a closed beta. And then if you guys want to play, you got to have a key to to unlock the game. To get the key, you got to watch the, you got to watch a stream that has keys enabled. That's cool. I mean, I can see kids getting into that and being like, oh, my God, have you got a key? Yeah, I mean, like, that's a good strategy to do that. So we're doing that. Been doing that. All right. What else? What else? What else? I don't think there's anything else, man. I appreciate you guys listening, whoever does listen. Maybe nobody will listen, and that's cool, too. I feel like I've vented. I feel therapeutically 
rehabilitated. It feels good. I can hear my own voice in my headphones. It's like I'm talking to myself, but I picture that I'm talking to an audience. And they're all asleep right now because they don't give a fuck what I'm saying, which is fine too. All right, Wolf of Paul Street, episode one is in the books. I feel good about it. What did we get to? We're right at an hour almost. That's good, dude. All right, cool. All right, till next time. See you.